Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Man, a crazy thing happened um, yesterday. I was uh, on Instagram and scrolling through, and one of the meme pages that I follow, follow some a few Christian meme pages, and uh, one of the meme pages that I follow, I guess there's these young guys that run it, and they also do this podcast. And I've never listened to it because I just don't like the look of these guys. They look, um, they just all look funny. But anyway, um, but I pulled up, I pulled up and I started talking and I clicked the, the, you know, the, the, the button so they play music, play the audio. And it's, and they, the guy starts reading out of Joel Osteen's book. And now there's a whole, there's a whole side group of people in different denominations, mostly in people who are reformed theology and different people who, who make fun of Joel Osteen. And so I want to actually talk about that a little bit today. But they, but they, um, they read the first, just the title, and they said this chapter is called blah 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 blah. And then the one guy just started like laughing, but it was like in total mocking. And then they went on, and I just typed in the comments, "This is actually terrible. Unfollow." And and even though I like the meme page, they're one of the funnier ones. I realized, you know, as as believers. This is the thing that, of all the things, is supposed to set us apart. And so I want to talk to you about this where you're going to find yourself, especially if you're born again, spirit-filled, you know, believe in the fire of God, believe in the rapture of Jesus Christ. There's all these things that, that come up for debate. I don't, I don't believe you can debate them biblically, um, but come up for debate uh, what, what Christians believe. Well, you know, I believe when Jesus was talking about his return, it was more of a you know, it was more of a, a a philosophical thing that he was saying, and and so I don't believe that Jesus is actually coming back. I believe you know we we spend our lives here on this earth, or or yeah, you know the the the, dis, the disciples they were given the Holy Spirit because they didn't have the Bible, but now that we have the Bible, we don't need the Holy Spirit. You know, it's like that was just for that time. So the signs and wonders and miracles were there as proof because they didn't have the Word of God, and so you'll find people who will, sh- uh, in a very shallow way, debate things. Again, it doesn't stand up biblically, but you, you'll run across people that won't want their mind changed. And we can, we can disagree without being disagreeable. You know, the Bible actually says to us, and I'll read a couple different passages to you, but it says uh, in Galatians 6.10, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially those who are of the household of faith. I realized for me a number of years ago that it was important that I knew what I believed. I'd gone through Bible school. I had been pre- I've been preached to my whole life. But I remember that it kind of dawned on me, I'm going to be preaching one of these days. This was many years ago. I'm going to be preaching at some point. And I have to not just be someone who heard something and is preaching. And I have to know what I believe for myself. What am I going to stand up for? Because I'm not the type of person that will just preach something just to preach it. I have to believe it in my in my in my believer, right? And so that's when I, I kind of started l- listening to everything I heard with a, with, with a certain critiquing ear to say, is this what the Bible's saying? Or is this just a tradition that people have come up with? Um, and is this something I'm going to stand up for? And now I've decided I'm going to stand up for everything the Bible says. But, uh, but there's, there's, you have to be, you know, if you're ministering, there has to be a wholeheartedness. And so that's kind of where that started for me. So I'm not I'm not saying you just anything goes, um, but you you. With that said, 
You don't then all of a sudden, when someone doesn't agree with you, when someone's theology, let's talk about theology, when someone's theology doesn't agree with you, then all of a sudden you, you begin to mock them. You begin to make fun of them. You begin to put them down. You know, for us, the first thing that we have to look at, rather than looking at what makes us different, let's look at what makes us the same. Is the person a believer? Uh, I want to read the next verse to you, and it says, it's John 13, 34, and 35. It says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you, and also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. Such a key verse. This is, this is the commandment. This is like, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. You know, and as I watch that video, the more I look at that, you can disagree with someone's theology. You can say, man, everything that Joel Osteen said, you know, I don't agree with everything he said. But, but you could even see it in the comments. I was early to comment on that thing, but you could even see it in the comments that people were saying, you know, when I was, we, I, why do we feel so comfortable making fun of Joel Osteen? Maybe we should reconsider this. Why do we feel, you know, because you look at someone and you look at someone like Joel Osteen, who maybe people look and say, man, is preaching, whatever, he just smiles and it's all happy and it's all good. The Bible says that preaching should be encouraging. So, you know, he does a better job at encouraging than anybody that I, <laughs> almost anybody that I know. But people will look and critique, oh, you know, that's not my style, you know, whatever. But, but is he a Christian? Is he a brother in Christ? The question then becomes, is he, are they leading people astray? You know, if, if, you can look and say, hey, that type of preaching, that can be harmful. Like if someone starts preaching, you know, there is no hell, there is no heaven. That's a false doctrine. And that's a whole different thing. Again, still in that case, I'm not going to mock the person. To, I'm not going to uh, mock them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mark them. It's a different thing. I'm not going to mock them, but I'm going to mark them. And I'm going to say, hey, you have to watch out because if you don't watch out, you you could become like that. It's easier to preach that way. It's easier to preach, you know, the Lord loves us all and in the end everyone makes it to heaven. You know, that's a theology. It's called universal doctrine that, you, that everybody ends up getting saved because the Lord's so merciful. Everybody gets born again. Everyone makes it to heaven. So it's not saying that we just let anything go. But there's a difference where, you know, even if someone doesn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I... I Hopefully, they don't mock the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but I'm not going to turn around and mock them. Why? Because they're a believer, and they're of the household of faith, and they're a brother in Christ. And ultimately, they're going to be a person that, that as long as they keep their heart right with the Lord, you can go to heaven without believing in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But you know what gets scary is when people start, you know what, or I don't know, I, I don't know where the line is, and I'm not the Lord, so I don't know how to answer this, but when people start doing what those young men were doing... I, I took a moment after I unfollowed that page and I just said, Lord, help them, help them to see that, yes, they're young and, and maybe they're foolish, but, but the decisions they're making now can affect their eternal salvation. You can't disobey a commandment of God. To disobey a commandment of God is, is, is to sin. You can't continually sin and sin and sin and not harden your heart. And people with hard hearts don't end up serving the Lord for long. They end up backsliding. 
And so you, you get a generation of people who's grown comfortable, especially now with, the, with technology, just grown comfortable, you know, making fun of things. We post memes, they make fun of things. And, you know, we, that's just in our culture. It's like we live in a meme culture. We live in an online culture where it's easier to talk trash on Facebook than it is in person. You know, if, if you had to say everything you said on, on Facebook in person, you would definitely word it differently. And so these, these, this generation, this culture has, has made us where it's just easy to disregard people's feelings and, and because we're behind a keyboard. But now more than ever is a time where we say, let's, even if we disagree with someone's theology, we can do it without being disagreeable. And then there's something that we can agree on. Hey, we're born again. We both love the Lord. You know, I have a friend, and I've I've mentioned it here, but he's Reformed theology, which is one of the uh, the, the 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 doctrines that I I, I have the most I, that irks me the most. Right? God's in control. Every this is what they say: God's in control. He picks who goes to heaven. He picks who goes to hell. He picks who gets healed. He picks who doesn't get healed. He just everything that happens on earth. He he's in control, unless someone sins, which I don't know how that works anyway. Um, but he's in control, and and whether you go to heaven or not is not up to you. God chose it before the foundation of the earth, and you can't do anything about it. You can't reject Jesus if you're supposed to go to heaven. You can't accept him if you're supposed to go to hell, which I think is total BS. And I can I can sh- <laughs> I can prove it in the Bible. Um, am I allowed to say BS on the podcast? Oh, well. what's done is done. But I can still agree that he's a believer. He loves the Lord. You know, he has, he has, I think it's misdirected, but he has a, he has a zealousness for the Lord. And so I celebrate that one day him and I are going to be in heaven together. We may not agree on this earth and I'll try to show him my side every once in a while, but we're still brothers. Let me read you another scripture verse. The Bible says in Romans 14, 14, Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. You know, every one thing that's helped me is I've realized different ministries are different. God has assigned people different assignments. Jesus said, hey, John the Baptist came to you fasting and you didn't hear him. I came to you feasting and you didn't hear me. There's people who have a, that carry a message to the bottom of the body of Christ. That's that's specific to something that's that's like a Joel Osteen. You know, I don't know someone who reaches more people on a Sunday than Joel Osteen in, in the United States of America. I don't know anybody. I have a friend that I took. I went to his church many years ago when I was working in Houston and I took a friend who is Muslim and he sat through the service and he said, man, I like that guy. I liked what he said. I would go back. And so someone who can reach the God, someone who can preach the gospel, even if it's considered you know, not the same way. It's not, you know, I'm not going to go, I'm not trying to preach, funny story, I'm not trying to preach like Joel Osteen. I'm not trying to like, for me, my message is Holy Ghost and fire and breakthrough. Yes, it's blessing, which is also his message. But, you know, I think it's maybe just because of the way I look. I don't know. I've had more people compare me to Joel Osteen than anything else. And it would actually get me bummed. I'd be like, I'm finally preaching fiery messages now. And then someone would be like, brother, you know who you remind me of? Joel Osteen. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I think I'm preaching a fiery message and people are like, you don't remind me of Joel Osteen. And then someone said, you know who you remind me of? And I was thinking to myself, oh boy, they're like, Holy Ghost, Joel Osteen, Book of Acts, Joel Osteen. And I said, thank you. I can accept, <laughs> I can, I can accept that. He, he's, he, he's a, uh, he captures the audience. But he, the Lord knows what the Lord's assigned him to. We don't judge him for that. 
and anybody else for that matter. Now, it's, if it, again, if it's a wrong doctrine, you can mark it and say that's a false doctrine. Beware, and you don't have to listen to that person. But there's many people, Baptist, Presbyterian, Pentecostal, whatever, whatever it is, and they're actual believers. Do they believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Are they, bo- are they born again? Do they have a living faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes, they may think that miracles are not for today. And, it, you know, they're the ones who miss out. But you can still go to heaven. You just go to heaven sooner when your body breaks down and you think you're waiting on God to heal you or, or there's no option. We don't know what God has given for that person to do. And so let's begin to look at the things that make us the same. Hey, we both believe in Jesus Christ. We've both resisted sin. We've, 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 both, we've both put aside things of the world. We've both said no to, to, um, to, to things that displease God. We've both turned our back on a wrong way of living. And now we're in the word, right? We're in, even if the, we, we get that everyone thinks they're right, right? Even if we get it wrong. But I'm serving the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm loving God with all of my heart. The Bible even says in Proverbs 24, 17, and 18, it says, Don't rejoice when your enemies fall. Don't be happy when they stumble, for the Lord will be displeased with you and will turn his anger away from you. So, so this is why when people start getting into mocking, when they mock other people, when they mock somebody like they were doing on that thing, mocking mocking him, that's where, that's where the Lord looks and says, Hey, if, even if that was your enemy, don't, don't be, don't rejoice. You know, I don't want anyone to die. I don't want anyone. I don't want any person. I don't want any democratic leader. I don't want any, I, I want them to turn to the Lord. Now, if they won't turn to the Lord, then let them, then let them perish. But it's still a sad day because if they, if, if they go to hell, it, we, no one should rejoice when anybody goes to hell, even if it's our enemy. Lord, if they won't turn, let their life be cut short. If they're preventing the gospel from spreading, let their life be cut short. But if they can turn, let them turn. But the day that they fall, it's not. Lord, thank you that your gospel can now go forward. But Lord, I wish they, over their soul, man, I wish they had made it. I wish they had figured it out. God is looking for us to be unified as the body of Christ. And I believe this is the time now more than ever where we don't, we don't put up with, with garbage doctrine. We don't put up with these things. But we don't mock the people who bring them. Pray for them. There's different things that you can do. You can't mock for mock somebody and pray for them at the same time. You can't make fun of somebody. It may be, have grown easy for you to make fun of other believers, even people who have the same doctrine as you, people who you just find you just don't like the way they look, and then you make fun of them, make memes about them. It's time to be unified. It's time to, it's time to move ahead and have lo- love one for another. Don't be a person who always tears down with your lips. Be someone who builds people up. It's time to be encouraging. These people are struggling. People are having a tough time. People who have family pressure, families who aren't believers and are putting pressure on them. Be an encourager. Encourage somebody today. Can I get an amen? I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.